0: It's games, huh?
1: Spill tea and talk in sports. You're listening to the
0: Game Day Tea Podcast mm-hmm. with your host, Say my name, D. Gill.
1: Hello, hello, everyone. It is D. Gill here. Yes, yes. The sound of my voice you're hearing is D. Gill. I know I've been gone for a little bit. But I am back today, and I have one of my favorite guests that I've interviewed during this whole process of the Game Day Tea podcast, Reese Moore. But before we get into what we're going to be spilling the tea, as you will, it's on today. Uh, if you missed any of my past episodes, please go to www.thegamedaytea.com or your favorite podcast uh, hosts, whether it be Spotify or Apple, wherever you listen, child. Look up out Sports and the Game Day t. <laughs> you won't be disappointed in any of the past episodes. As always, you can find me on social media, DGILTM, on Twitter, Instagram, and of course, the Game Day t on Twitter and Instagram, at the Game Day t. Uh, today's episode, however, is, is something that a message that I touched on last week, and my good friend Reece reached out to me, and it kind of just fell into place of what we're going to be talking about. So without further ado, I'm going to reintroduce my favorite tricking athlete, (laughs) Reese Moore. Welcome back to the Game Day Team.
0: Thank you. It's awesome to be on. Excited for this.
1: No problem. If you all missed uh, Reese's episode with me, look it up, and you will learn so much of what tricking is, type of athlete he is, and just about him. He's 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 really awesome guy, and uh, you're going to get a little bit more insight into that because today we're talking about role models and. To me, Reese, you're a role model in the tricking community, but not necessarily just sports. Let's just break it down. You don't have to be an athlete or celebrity to be a role model, right? When people bring up role models, what's the first thing we go to in our head? Oh, what celebrity, what big personality was my role model? We don't have to do that, do we?
0: Not at all, no. a role model exists in so many different forms. And like them, you know, their public... uh, you know, popularity has nothing to do with how much of an impact someone can make on you.
1: Yeah, and exactly. And especially with us being in the LGBTQ community, we don't have that many out and about role models. So it's important for us to talk about this. When I hear the word role model, it's someone who exemplifies my beliefs, you know, what I believe in, um, regardless of what other people think about that person. So to one person, you know, this athlete may be their role model or this person may roll model to me I think they're a piece of shit but so talk to me about what specifically makes someone a role model
0: yeah I guess someone who's a role model yeah as you said it's someone who exemplifies your values kind of what you aspire to or it's even just someone that looks like you in some way shares the same identities and then just existing thriving being visible um, all of those things show you that it's possible for you to you know, exist and thrive. And, you know, it's it, it, like we, it's, it's a lot better now. But I, I know that when I was a teenager, I felt like I didn't have really any for the longest time. You know, there were you know there were queer people um, that, you know, you could look up to, but like, because there's so few, you don't necessarily see yourself represented in that demographic, you know? Um, for example, right, with tricking, uh, there were not really any out-trickers that I was aware of when I first started. Um, know it's like like most sports it's like a very cishet dominated sport um and because people didn't feel comfortable being out or they felt like you know maybe it's not necessary or whatever it might be you don't necessarily see yourself in those high levels of the sport and this applies to any sport actually um so and for a kid who you know doesn't have a complete sense of self yet um that can like manifest as you thinking it's not possible for you to hit those levels you know if you don't you know. Being the president, being in a you know the CEO of a company, being you know a world-renowned artist, whatever it is, what, you know, if you don't see yourself kind of represented in some way in those in that kind of tier, then you think, oh, maybe it, this isn't for me. I, it's not possible for me. Uh, you know, it's hard to be the first person to do something, and most people can't do that. You know, we usually are standing on the shoulders of people that we've kind of observed or like seen, um, given us the confidence to do those things. So. Being a good role model mainly boils down to being visible. I think Um, it doesn't have to be huge active, like big grand gestures um, of activism. Those are obviously super important and have a huge place, but like the main thing that most people can do is just be their authentic self and be visible. Um, And that's the kids that are looking up and you know, you don't necessarily hear from, they see it. And it like is going to make a world of difference to their whole worldview.
1: Yeah, I love that you bring that up, uh, because to me, I always say, I always tell people this: be nice, right? That's why I always, mm-hmm. always tell people. It doesn't hurt to be nice. When I'm in my own profession with my patients, and they're getting rowdy with me and everything like that, like you know, Mister So and So, you can be nice. It's okay to be nice. But <laughs> being your best self, because we don't know if a role models or not. I don't know. If there's some kid in i will listen to this podcast right now say oh my gosh i want to be a media person in lgbt sports i don't don't, you know i don't know so like if they're looking up to me without me even knowing it the best thing i can do is to be a good person you know while also being Mm -hmm. myself and when you can combine those two things i think you can get a really good role model and I'll, i'll tell you a story well, I talked about my last podcast episode. I, I went out to the desert mm-hmm. for a couple of days for a Burning Man event. And also. It, it was it was really cool. We burned the effigy and all that stuff. Had a lot of fun, party dancing. Immediately cool. when we get outside of that that desert, I we stopped at a local establishment. Mm-hmm. We, I overhear transphobia comments, rhetoric, and homophobic rhetoric. And I'm like, wow, I just left. Uh, just an uh, incredible week of just loving, sharing, no matter what you want to wear, look like, and then that. And I, all I kept thinking about was, wow, if I was a closeted, you know, gay person right now, I would never want to come out because I would think that's what the world would think of me. You know what I mean? So it's just like, and it's so important mm-hmm. for if I was that young kid for me. It's so important. For, for that young kid to have someone in our community to look up to, and that's why mm-hmm. we segment into how can people be the best queer role model
0: they can be. Mm-hmm.
1: Why is it right. so important specifically in our community?
0: Yeah, I think it's it, it, yeah, it's important for like any uh, you know oppressed minority, whatever that may be. I mean, being black, being a person of color in general, uh, right. you know, being a woman, being um you know being queer like all of those things you're already starting off you know behind the start line kind of thing and you you know you can we constantly in in just the general our general lives we constantly hear people telling us that we shouldn't exist or we you know what us existing is wrong in some way it's like this is an intrinsic part of ourselves and people are telling us that it's wrong
1: so that's because of what we are or you know exactly has no impact on their lives
0: but um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so we're like we're hearing that all the time and especially when you're a child and you're like realizing that you might be queer um you know you're absorbing all this information and you've probably already been absorbing it from a young age and uh you know so that's already chipping away at your sense of self and then if you don't have a role model you can't even you don't even have a source to like dig deep and counter that in your own mind if everyone that you encounter you know and for a lot of queer kids they don't necessarily know a queer person um Especially, you know, depending on where you live, especially um, if you don't have one person there to be like some, some sort of like emotional rock inside you, then you're going to listen to those voices. And then that's what does the most damage. And it's definitely a lot better now. It's, you know, obviously it's, we, have, we have marriage equality and everything. We have like, we have more people in the positions of power that are visible. We have like, you know, more, well, less horrible, you know, representations of queer people in the media. Um, All of that makes a huge difference to today. I just know, yeah, in my experience when I was younger, I felt like I didn't have that. And that definitely made it really, really hard to, A, be okay with myself, be proud of myself, and then B, like come out, especially, you know, like if you feel like everyone's gonna, I genuinely thought when I was coming out that uh, I just kept having this this, like irrational vision of like everyone in my town running me out with pitchforks and fire kind of thing, you know what I mean? Like an exaggeration, but like not really. you that's know, what you it don't. felt like. Yeah, <laughs> no, you don't, yeah, know, it's it's don't and I'm you bad. feel very unsafe.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Even if it's just emotionally, that you know, that feels like very unsafe. So you just like, what's the benefit here for me just being my authentic, authentic self? And it's hard to see what the benefit is when you feel unsafe like that. You're in survival mode. Um. So, it's yeah, and I, I same thing. Like that story about you. You're saying you're, you overheard people saying transphobic stuff. I hear that sh- all the time. Like even at work. And it's like, it's especially if you're not, if you're just figuring things out for yourself, or you or, or you feel unsafe, you're probably not going to speak up. And that doesn't. And I've done this before too. Is like I've not done had moments where I haven't spoken up, um, and you beat yourself up about it because you're like, wait, I thought I was like, you know, I thought I was proud and I was like ready to fight the cause, like blah blah blah. But like, if you're in a situation where you do feel unsafe,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's probably better that you don't. And like, that's okay. Um, before you become a, before you, before you like, like fight these battles that you need to fight, you need to like make sure that you, A, you have the emotional bandwidth for it. And then like B, are you actually safe? Because if you don't have those two things, it's probably not a good idea for you to do it. Like, yes, you would have fought that one battle, but if it took such a toll that you're unable to fight further battles, it, you know, it's a net, ba- you know, it, you're not, you're, it's, you're not doing the most you can. So preserving yourself is like a huge part of it. Um, you can do a lot more if you're like in a healthy place and, you know, that help, you know, that old saying kind of, you you can't pour from an empty cup. So it's not, I guess this kind of goes on to, I guess, like who should, is it our, is it our job or is it our duty as queer people to be a role model? Um, and that's only a complicated question because no, it's not your job and it's not your duty, but if you have the capacity to do so and you are safe, then how are things going to change if you don't speak up because if every queer person just decided this is not my battle to fight like i'm cool like or well, i don't feel the need to do this it's whatever uh then nothing's going to change and it's the reason things are where they are now is because lots of queer people heroes you know role models they all they've been stood up and like fought the harder stuff so that we don't have to fight quite as hard and yeah as i said i beat myself about battle beat myself up about times I haven't spoken up but like it's really a case of like are you safe are you able if so then do it otherwise you know take care of yourself so that you can fight for in the future
1: we have to take a quick break but we'll be right back with the game day tea welcome back to the game day tea I'm your host Egil and I'm talking to Rismore about being the best role model you can be who was that role model if you had one growing up
0: that's tough to say Mm -hmm. um yeah, honestly, for the longest time I didn't have any, especially during my teenage years, before, especially before I was out. Um, I would say like the biggest role models I've had are just people that I've met in my life, you know, queer people. Um, and I haven't been able to, and this goes to my point, like you don't know if what the impact you're having on someone because I know that I've, there's certain people I've met in my life that have given me such a source of their confidence within myself or I've you know, seen on TV or whatever it may be. Um, and I haven't been able to tell them that they did that for me. They just existed. They're just being authentic, and that did a lot for me. So, yeah, it's kind of hard to say. I would say, that, yeah, the biggest role models in my life are like some of my friends that I've met, uh, some of the queer friends, some of just like people I've met um, going into queer spaces and just talking to them. Um, honestly, yeah, those are the biggest role models for me. That's
1: awesome, and uh, it's okay. What about you? It doesn't, and I like It doesn't have to be some flashy person for me. Um... Well, of course, my dad's not queer, but my 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 dad and my mom, you know, they're big role models. I have to be a good person overall in general, mm-hmm. but specifically yeah. to our uh, LGBTQ community, surprisingly, Wanda Sykes, like,
0: uh, she—that's no, a great one, actually.
1: Yeah, like, so for her to be like in the media and like a comedian, everybody knew she was gay. Mm-hmm. like It wasn't like. When I discovered Wanda Sykes on TV for the first time, it was already known she was gay. It, it didn't, where there was no coming out type of headline, Wanda Sykes yeah. comes out as gay. You know, it was just known. And mm-hmm. for her to be on TV for all these years, you know, as being an out lesbian, mm-hmm. it's like, wow, it's, that's pretty, it's, it, she gives me confidence that you can be who you are. I mean, we have a lot more people now since Wanda Sykes, you know, obviously Ellen DeGeneres and the likes and everything mm-hmm. else. But for her, seeing a black queer woman, like, that was huge for me growing up
0: absolutely and that actually goes to the point of like the intersectionality of it all like you know like i felt like i definitely there might have been some like um celebrity queer role models that i would seen in media and stuff but there there wasn't a whole lot of people of color mm-hmm. um you know my mom's jamaican and like it's, it's even um and my dad's uh, english and so it even goes an extra level of just like not feeling like not seeing mixed people as well like sometimes that like adds an extra level to it of just like yeah. feeling like you're not quite a part of a group. Um,
1: so not so it's, like this is why with your own sexuality, you had to deal with like your race and like interracial mm-hmm. and oh my gosh, This just mm-hmm. so much. You were it's a about. lot, yeah. yeah. Like you're
0: mm-hmm. you're you know you're white to the black kids and you're black to the white kids, and it's like. Mm-hmm. This, so where does that leave me? It's like in a weird. It's just, it's a weird. It's a weird thing uh, to kind of experience when you don't have another person to talk, another mixed person to talk to about it. I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, but this is the point of like the more people we just have out there being visible their authentic selves um, the more likely everyone's going to be represented and then everyone's going to feel that it's okay to be their authentic visible self Mm -hmm. Um, so that's why it's like it's not about the big flashy gestures of like activism it's more just about your everyday small small acts of just you know a radical act of just being a visibly queer person
1: and I was gonna ask you, like, what would you say to someone out there that's still looking for a role model? You know, what should they what should they be looking mm-hmm. for, right? In a, a queer role model. But at the end of the day, mm-hmm. it's what you identify as what you value, you know. Mm-hmm. And so correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like whatever you value and what you think you need to see, hey, that's mm-hmm. gonna be your role model. It doesn't have to be meet any standard. That, that person could mm-hmm. be a reporter or a singer or mm-hmm. whatever, your best friend, be your neighbor, be your mm-hmm. roommate, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. just give you, what if your roommate just was always gone out, had their friends coming over and, you know, always went to the gay bars and you're just mm-hmm. like, oh, like, I just, I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I can do that. You know, like, they invite you out one day, and it's like, you know what, thank you for getting me out my show, uh, helping me accept who I am, being around other people. It could be simple examples like that, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is 100% true. And I think the more you, as you were saying that, the more I'm thinking, like, honestly, the my biggest role models have been my friends who are queer, um, you know, like especially when you're a little gaby, so to speak, you're like, you're, you know, you're not quite out yet. You're not quite confident. You're like entering the queer space and you're like still, you know, you still kind of feel like an outsider to it. Um, it's those friends that are a little bit more established within themselves that make the biggest difference to how you feel. Um, you know, the first, thing, the, first, the first thing that comes to mind is I have a friend, James, back in England and he, um, you know, he's always been very comfortable being himself. He's been comfortable being femme. He's been comfortable, you know, not conforming to like, Uh, Gendered clothes and everything, and like I can remember at the time, I think maybe I was like twenty or something, being like just so enamored with that. It's like wow, like he's just being himself without you know worrying about how other people are going to see him. It's like I want to be like that. I want to get to that mental space, and like you know him introducing me to queer things and queer spaces and queer events. Like that is where I feel like the most work gets done. Like that, like the most like change in your own brain is just like getting to know people that are comfortable within themselves.
1: Um, you don't have to be and like that, that, and then
0: once you get to that position, now it's time for you to try and do that for other yeah. young queer people,
1: exactly. That didn't mean that you had to be femme and all that. It was just like, but mm-hmm. no, um, not at all. Who you wanted to be, you know, and seeing somebody express themselves in the way they want to express themselves, and no, you're tired of hiding and you've seen somebody else. I think every I, I, I don't know, every I'm just saying, I think I'll, I'll just say a lot. Of members mm-hmm. of the LGBTQ plus community have had that person that we've said, "Oh, now that's what I'm talking mm-hmm. about." You know what I mean? And yes, we yeah. That. We emulate that because um, we don't really have, you know, I hate to say it, but straight people really don't have to go through that. But um, and that's okay. No, they don't. That's, no, that's okay. That's what makes us different struggle. struggle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, this this has been kind of eye opening to me. It kind of makes me want to look deeper into myself and say am I being the best person I can be just in case I'm Mm -hmm. a role model now don't get me wrong anything that I do that's me but uh and this is almost not kind of not fair sometimes Reese that once you understand that you may be a role model like when you start getting Mm celebrity status or like you're an influencer that we put these Mm -hmm. pressures on these people to Mm -hmm. like hey you know you know people look up to you you can't do x y and z it's not really fair yeah How it's evident. also not
0: helpful <laughs>
1: yes that's true
0: because like because then it portrays this image of like okay well so i'm valid as long as i don't make a mistake
1: mm-hmm. and then it's
0: like you know like being, like perfection is actually like kind of like not helpful for progress because it's not representative of real people and like portraying an image of like i'm this perfect person i've never made a mistake i'm queer and i've you know i've never felt shame about it whatever it is um that's not helpful because there's no one that's really like that no one's squeaky clean no one's like never done something they regret or whatever it is so it's like yeah like just that's what I mean I guess where I say or being your authentic self owning up to mistakes acknowledging them um you know acknowledging parts where you've grown where you weren't quite hit the same space in the past um that's a real person that's a real thing you can actually strive for not perfection that's not like you know realistic and it's probably not your authentic self to be never make a mistake or never do something silly or whatever it is um so yeah it's it's like being obviously being a good person is being a good person I'm not talking about being like you know a piece of shit and saying well that's me but no I'm saying like uh you know acknowledging mistakes you've made and like just knowing that I'm striving towards being you know X, Y, and Z, but like I'm a I'm a whole person, means mistakes and all, but I'm still here. I mean I'm visibly queer and I'm that's I think that gives the most power just yet yeah, just being there visible.
1: So Reece, if someone listening to this podcast wants to reach out to you, so maybe you can be their role model or just want to talk <laughs> a little bit more about this subject and uh what you know, whatever you can bring to th- their lives, how can they do that?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love discussing queer issues all day and night. Um, but you can hit me on my uh, Instagram handle. Um, DM me there, um, at, um, at Reese K. um It's R-H-Y-S, K is in kilo, more, Moore, M-O-O-R-E. Um, yeah, that's where I post all my tricking stuff and everything, but that's usually where I'm most active. And yeah, hit me up and we can talk whenever. I love discussing this stuff. I like in new perspectives. You know, it helps me um you know maybe the person reaching out is something that I'm aspiring to also it's not it's not so one-sided too like just because um you know you could admire certain parts of a person too like your role model again your role model doesn't have to be perfect but you can you can see certain parts in them that you wish for yourself or you want to aspire to as well it doesn't have to be a you know you don't have to idolize role models that's the other thing like you can you know, you can have a friend that's super um, comfortable being out and everything, and that be the thing you strive to. But maybe you don't agree with other decisions, and that's fine. You can admire that part of them and you just accept them as a whole person. But um, we can all be, you can, we can all be role models for each other. To be perfectly honest,
1: love that, and we can. And um, speaking of admire, please go to Reese's page and admire. If you want to see a six plus plus foot man do crazy i'm like just go go <laughs> the, the athleticism and the flips and the tricks I've, I've never ever seen anything like that before in my life please please visit his page you will not be disappointed like every single post that you see all right and with that say, <laughs> i always like to end every single episode by saying be true be you and be fierce rich thank you so much for coming on this is this has been a great show
0: Awesome. Appreciate it. Yeah. I love having this kind of conversation and look forward to hopefully being on another time.
1: Oh, you already know it. This is going to be like an ongoing thing here. (laughs) Love
0: this. All right.